0: Hey guys, this is Brian. I just want to say a quick hello. Thank you for listening. We love you. Please keep listening and sharing. Uh, First and foremost, I want to let you guys know that over the next month or so, all the next four episodes are going to be recorded in batches of two because I will be in and out of the state like a madman, but at least you'll still be getting weekly episodes and no time off. Secondly, I want to say a big shout-out. Welcome, thank you, and you're awesome to our new friends over at the Line Checker app. Line Checker is a great app for anyone who likes to do stuff on the weekends or weekdays. It doesn't really matter. Uh, At least anything that's cool, because all the cool stuff usually has lines. It's a really cool app. It's a lot of fun. I've used it myself. Here's a really quick commercial for them, and after the commercial, we'll jump right into the episode for today, which is Deadpool. So thank you all very much for listening, and enjoy the show. Look at this
1: line.
2: When you drive, you can check the traffic. When you travel, you can check the weather. But when you go out, you can't check the line. Well, now you can. With the Line Checker app, you'll get real-time updates on the lines in your area. It will give you all the information you need to find the right line for you. Navigate your night.
0: Okay, so with that, hi and welcome to After the High with me, your host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. Chewy Darso.
3: Hello. Brian
0: James cannot be here today because I'm sure, as all of you know, Pokemon Go just started and we found out... That Ryan is the rarest Pokemon, and somebody caught him.
1: Aww. Oh,
0: man. Gotta uh, catch
2: him all, yeah, so ryan he's gonna...
0: mom.
1: <laughs> so he's like, I Dream of Genie, where someone just holds him in a yeah, ball. He's living the rest makes, of his life in a ball. Makes him so come w- out and do things.
0: Would you say he got Pokeballed? He sure did. <laughs> With us today. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, frequent guest. Hasn't been on in a little while, though. Chris Ortiz is here.
2: Yeah, that restraining order finally let up, Brian. Yeah. I'm yeah. allowed back in here. Yeah, I, I had to let it go at some point.
0: Yeah. And I figure what better than this movie, right? Yeah.
1: have you to learn your lesson about touching.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not after seeing this movie, I'm no. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now. And that voice is Matt Lantrip. Hello everyone. Uh, before we get started today, we're going to do a little quick plug, 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 plug. Uh, Matt, you just started a new podcast, correct? I uh, did.
4: It's called, but that's just my opinion. Where each week I will be interviewing either one of my friends or hopefully some other podcasters that I know about. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I cough a lot. Sorry. I we get breath. it. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You, you want Brian on your? God, nerd, your show. i I have asthma. Okay. I stab it. Uh, but um. Yeah, so we, I interview people about a strong opinion they have on any topic, sports, movies, politics, whatever, and I just want to know why they have that opinion. And we're uh, two weeks in now. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any of that.
0: Cool. Chris, what do you have going on in your life right now?
2: Not too much, really, and stuff. Just getting ready for, um, you know, the Ultimate Nerd Fest Comic Con right now. Yeah, a week and a half away. I'm gonna Check. go uh, hump Chris yeah. Evans' legs. In ultimate statue for
0: you mean just no. crowded?
5: <laughs>
2: hump his arm. Oh, upgrade.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of
5: climbing.
4: Oh yeah, I've decided I can't go to Comic Con anymore. Too crowded. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like what I really love about Comic Con is pop culture art. And now that Mondo Con's a thing, I'm just like, that's all. I'm I'm just gonna go to Mondo because everyone there is gonna be at Mondo Wait, Con.
1: Is MondoCon just a giant artist alley?
4: Yeah, essentially, because you know Mondo Mondo Tees, the people that do all the the posters, uh, yeah, all the posters. Yeah, exactly. I've so heard they of them. yeah they started their own convention. It's during Fantastic Fest out in Austin where they're located. And it's just literally an entire convention dedicated to pop culture art. It's pretty badass. Chewy's mind was just blown. Well, just
1: because I get so angry at Comic Con that I yeah I can't go either because I just want to just kill everybody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you hate the Twilighters, don't you?
1: I, I hate I hate standing in line to buy things.
2: Oh god, yeah. I mean, like, just to yeah. buy
1: things. The, le-
2: the Lego line always cracks me up. How like people will line up like literally for a quarter or half a mile just to get like a Lego. You, you guys have a lot of
0: feelings about lines, you say? Because we have a, a promotion we'll be bringing up here in a little moment, all about lines. But we're gonna get to that after. Where have you been doing? Let's get started with where have you been doing, so we can get out of the whole Comic-Con rabbit hole. Sorry, I'm, Sorry. Just, I'm blown away by your transition. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, too bad it's not immediately into the next section.
1: <laughs> Ryan's in a hurry.
0: Alright, is uh, uh, it my turn? No, you, nobody's gone yet. <laughs> oh, I thought that Chris was doing it. No, no, Chris is just saying he's excited about it coming up. He hasn't done it yet. Oh. He can talk about it after All right, he's done do it. what you're doing. We do everything talk after about- here.
2: Chris, where have you been doing? Um, I've actually been... um, I decided about this. I decided I was going to talk about uh, reading a book, a lovely book called Future Noir, which is about the uh, making of Blade Runner. Ooh. Yeah, it's actually... It's very... very extensive. like The um, author really gets into like, as much detail as you could possibly imagine about the picture and the making of it and stuff. Um, the one good thing is, is that um, I'm getting close to the chapter where they talk about how everybody wanted to kill each other on the set. So, nice. uh, Who is the author, I find I believe it's... Um, oh, man, I forget his first name. I just know his last name. I believe it's like, um, Bass or something like that. Uh, the, the problem is, is that as soon as I think of the author, like the first name he's popping up is the screenwriter of um, Blade Runner, which is Hampton Francher, but I know that's not correct. Why do we even have you on this show? We can't get your name straight. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. Chris. Can we renew that ban? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Banned again. <laughs> yeah, Ryan is actually on a plane right now. Just so that he could save this episode. He's gonna parachute. Yeah. Right <laughs> it's right after he catches his Pokemon and Pokemon. I escaped Portugal.
0: the balling. Uh Matt, what about you? Where have you been doing?
4: Um, so besides Pokemon Go, uh, very obsessed the last few days, um, there's a really cool pop culture art gallery down in Hollywood called Gallery 1988, um, if you guys have ever heard of it. But they just had a new show that one of my friends was had a piece in. It's a 20 years later show, so it's all
0: movies from 1996.
4: Very cool. Got a nice Scream poster, or Scream uh, print over there.
0: There's so many movies that came out in 1996. Yeah, it's ridiculous. i been talking about it. I mean, it's a 20, 20 years? I can do math. Oh my god, yeah. you're right, yeah. right.
4: And There's so many that have yeah. come out in 96 It was my, insane My buddy Josh Blake did one for uh, Happy Gilmore But there were so many That was 96 ones. too? That was 96 Fucker! So you got Independence yeah. Day, Mars Attacks, Scream, Twister. Romeo plus Juliet, Twister Like Space Ghost Jam Space Jam was a big one there That was awesome Good was, old Space Jam I love Space
2: What's Jam twi- what the, like, I forget, which one was the highest grossing movie of that year? Independence Day or Twister? Independence Day <laughs> Independence Day. And
0: then Twister was two yeah, It was like one, two Um, It's all we've been talking about for the past few months. All these movies have been popping up. It's been crazy. It's (laughs) called Crossover. What? What? Calling back and stuff. Uh, I will go next. I went and saw Harry Potter at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh. Yeah. The Philharmonic thing? Yeah, the Philharmonic thing where they strip the score, then play it live. And it is a really fun way to watch a movie that you've seen before. (laughs) <laughs> I want to clarify. Yeah, it'd be much better to have seen the movie before you go see it here. I think it would be a horrendous way to see a movie for the first time.
1: Well, we just have really. I even talked to some of our friends about this. They think that we just have like some sort of magnet.
0: Yeah, we really do get the worst movie going experiences. But I mean, either way, I mean, the Hollywood Bowl is kind of known for having kind of a chatty, like, fun crowd, yeah, which is great. I mean, chatty I totally get fun's it. fine. Yeah, but we had we had the worst riff tracks behind us the whole time, and it was like. It'd be one thing if it was just kind of funny jokes, but it's really whenever somebody would look upset on the screen, the person behind us go, "Haha, angry!" Ha-ha.
1: Yeah, well, they Every stopped, time they started clever, and then the more they drank, the less clever they were, and just the more annoying yeah, and it, loud.
0: It was horrible. But so, I yeah. mean, the, but like I said, the the movie itself was really cool. The screens are surprisingly crisp and clear, and they do um, subtitles in case you can't hear it for whatever reason. Um, and then, of course, the Philharmonics the Philharmonic, and they're fantastic, and it's cool.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing them. I saw it for the Little Mermaid. What's funny, just real quick, and stuff was when um, these people in front of us like said, oh, yeah, we're going to talk and sing along and everything like that, and then this like 12-year-old girl just turns around and just goes, you're going to shut the fuck up if you know what's good for you." What? <laughs> wow. That 12-year-old
1: girl is so into mermaid culture. If only we could actually pick our children. Yeah,
2: I'd pick that
5: girl. Uh, John, what about you? Where have you been doing? Uh, so at the theater near where I live, they've been doing um, one dollar kids movies on Tuesday. So it took my daughter Karina to see Minions. These are older cartoons; things are already out on DVD. It was better than it had any right to be. It but was still
0: terrible. Yeah. I agree with you. I tried
2: yeah. watching it on Netflix once, yeah. and I was just like, "I'm like, wow, now I see why these guys are supporting characters." They you might not. say
1: there's not a lot of kids movies, but tell that to people. Like when we went to The Shallows, and people were bringing a lot of youngsters. I don't get that one.
2: I don't get that one. Shark Week.
1: Yeah, I was like wow This four year old Might start crying During this movie No but, they were uh, into it Yeah they actually Did die, quite well my girl
2: die <laughs> oh, that's, That reminds me of my time When somebody decided To bring their Three four year olds Not one not two But three to Check this out A history of violence Oh no And then the same thing Happened when hey, I went to Those four
0: year olds Didn't know what Our loving romantic 69 looks like <laughs> 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 and, then my other, and,
2: uh, and then the same Incident happened At the next David Cronenberg film Easter Provinces, Because I guess kids Kids can't get enough of Viggo Mortensen's junk. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you blame him? So yeah, no,
5: it was fun. It was fun to see, just to go see movies and just to, you know, watch the kid enjoy a movie.
0: How is she doing in theaters? Good. So she's doing good? She Th- likes these it?
5: These cartoons are, I'm noticing that these cartoons are a little on the long side because r- roughly around the third act, uh, she gets antsy a little bit. Okay. Not too bad, but
0: these cartoons are long. Like, uh, it's the, a movie. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like the Guys, kids' be- cartoon should hit a solid 125. Yeah. And then anything, like 145, that's your, you're just being a dick to the kids.
5: Yeah, I think the uh, Peanuts Unless movie was actually pretty, pretty good, good uh, length. Just because she was antsy right near the very end, the last like two uh, okay, minutes yeah. or so. So like, you can kind of gauge where their interest is and how if movies are too long.
3: I mean,
0: yeah. to be fair, I got antsy at the end of Peanuts too because that movie way overstated its welcome. But whatever, mm. whatever. Chewy, where have you been doing?
1: Um, this week. Uh, I've just been trying to be a productive person, and one of the things I was productive about is I've made a spin wheel for Witchy Night, which we went to last night. Uh, So it was a witchy wheel, and it just had a bunch of different uh, witch movies on it, so then the wheel decided which one we watched. But then when we got there last night, and it landed on, I think, the worst witch, everyone just went, and Amberly just kind of just kept... And be like, no, it's still moving, like with her hands, and then stopped on the craft. <laughs> so.
0: Hooray for the craft.
1: <laughs> so we rewatched the craft last night, uh, and all of the girls really enjoyed it, and then the boys kind of moved away to the side and had their own conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mostly about how horrible the craft is. The craft is.
1: is so good. It was so good when you were a young, like 13, 14 girl in middle school and going oh, into high school, like and that. you have a lot of angst, and...
4: I remember yeah. my young
5: schoolgirl days. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of angst.
1: I like had so many friends that bought Teen Witch books and thought they were going to be wiccans and all that after seeing that movie growing up, and then one of them actually stuck with it, and the rest of them, you know, grew out of it.
0: We should get moving on yeah. to the episode of the day. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the movie for today is Deadpool. This movie came out earlier this year, and Fox was convinced it was going to fail, because Fox are a bunch of dummies. Were they? And Fantastic Four is totally it no This point. movie had so
1: much like goodwill towards it. It did,
0: but they gave it the least amount of money they've given any comic book movie to date. They gave it $58 million, and then it went on and made the most out of any of the X-Men franchise, $781 million.
2: So in other words, the person who decided this movie was going to be a flop was actually revealed to be a secret genius and who made the studio a lot of money.
0: They did a a good thing with this
2: movie.
1: Ryan Reynolds also made a lot of money out of this movie. He
0: did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Because he was a producer, right? He was a producer, and I don't think he really got paid to be in the movie. It was all based on points after the movie came out. It was all based on how much it made.
1: Did he write the script a little bit, too? No. No? Nope. Okay.
0: No, he, I mean, I'm his sure personality he had, did though. Yeah. I'm sure he had input in the lines and he improved a, lot of, a lot of the yeah. lines. So like the dialogue, but the story was all the writers.
2: He pretty much fed the writers for a couple of years as they kept developing the script, telling them, "No, it's going to get made. It's going <laughs> to get made." I then promise. Green Lantern happened. Fuck off. <laughs> then Green Lantern flopped. Guys, come back. It'll happen. I promise. Um, <laughs> this movie actually
0: made me respect Ryan Reynolds. It did for a lot of people, which uh, we will definitely get into because that is. I respected
1: that's key... Ryan, Re- Ryan Reynolds the moment he took his shirt off in Blade.
2: Yeah, Three. you didn't respect Ryan Reynolds. You respected Ryan Reynolds' abs. And there is a difference, Chewy. There is not a difference. his is abs. There, is there? His, it's
0: not his abs. She's all about those pelvic muscles. The whole oh, that thing. V? Yeah, it's all about that see, V. Really, even that really. focus see, on the pelvic
2: muscles.
0: Where does the V go, guys?
2: Where does the V I
1: actually like the collarbones more.
5: That's
2: weird. See, all of
5: that is sarcastic. It's just as sarcastic as he is. So it's great. <laughs> There's no it's, sarcasm it's in how much I
3: like that. that.
0: That body is dead serious. Deadpool serious. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So I was going to have a review today brought to us by uh, Mr. Coy Jandro from the Marvel Movie News podcast, but he ran out of time. But thank you for considering to help us, Coy. Keep listening to the Marvel Movie News podcast. We're going to get right into the breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Coming to you from Matt Landtrip. Breakdown. I need an 808 button right there. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you ready for
4: this? Uh, let me mentally prepare myself. You're gonna have thirty um, seconds okay,
0: to okay. tell everything that happens in this movie in as soon as I can bring up a timer. Oh, everything? Um, everything that happens in the movie. <laughs> in everything. Sec- everything Everything
4: Violence and Pegging. That's about all you need to know.
0: <laughs> and that was the
4: sorest breakdown I've ever seen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have a new loser. <laughs> The, all right, you so don't even
1: see the pegging. No, you but you see the pegging. If, if you, you see you, the tightening, but you, and you see him going no, no.
3: <laughs> uh, all right, so the rule is: day. if
0: you are able to do it in thirty seconds, you get to make fun of me. If you're not able to, I'm going to make fun of you. You good to go? Uh, no, but here we go. Go 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 go.
4: Okay, so it starts off, and he's on a bridge, and he's about to fuck some guys up, and all the credits are funny because it's not actual names, and that's probably one of the best parts in the movie. But he then it. Keeps going back and forth between a fight scene and his actual origin story where he gets cancer, falls in love with a prostitute, and they end up doing a lot of sex acts. And that's how we find out how they love each other. And then uh, then Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead come in and they i'll uh, fight people and stuff and ah uh, crap i ran
0: failure. out failure <laughs> oh no <laughs> matt is the first person to fail this in the longest time i wasn't prepared <laughs> <laughs> uh, no clearly you weren't see, i thought
4: it was a quick summary i didn't realize it was explaining the entire movie
0: yeah that that's the goal oh. it's tough i was just gonna do a quick summary well, you could have tried and i might have let you had it but instead you failed oh, so yeah. the way <laughs> i'm gonna make fun of you is that like you life. made deadpool sound like x-men 3 Oh. oh no oh. i'm just
4: gonna go jump off that golden gate bridge I quote, <laughs> You're
0: so mean. oh no
2: yeah, that was, that was, very that was harsh very, yeah no no yeah, there's even worse it. worse criticism he made x-men sound like x-men origins wolverine <laughs> listen
0: to our episode on x-men 3 and x-men origins wolverine and you can find out which one's worse they're just as bad as each other. Spoiler warning: <laughs> They're equally terrible. Uh, okay, let's get started. Uh, I really think the best place to start with this movie is the big man himself. You got to start with Ryan Reynolds because without Ryan Reynolds, you don't have Deadpool. Correct? That mm. is correct. Of uh, well, I'm that like, is correct, sorry. sir. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Brian. Here's a cookie. I love <laughs> enjoyed that cookie. You earned it. Um,
2: I mean, that's correct. I mean, like, I guess the reason why I just brought that up is because I was actually at Comic Con when they released that. Um, "Quote unquote" leaked footage that mysteriously got out that nobody could explain yet. When it came out, was in pristine high definition format, and that Fox did not decide to take down for months and months on end. Yeah,
0: I mean, but it is uh, the leaked footage thing is usually like a point of contention. I think I, I don't usually like leaked footage because it kind of feels like testing the waters in like the shittiest way possible. Like, uh, do people like what we're doing? It's like old
5: school Kickstarter.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a good way to put it. Whereas this one felt like. They knew that if they didn't leak it and actually get fans saying, no, we actually want it, there would be no movie. So yeah. it was like the best case scenario.
4: Well, because they screwed up Deadpool and Origins. Oh. That's putting it so lightly. Yeah, yeah that's, not,
1: that's not a screwing up. That's a same thing with X Men 3 of, you know, this character exists, but I want to make it my own. Yeah. Or it's kind of weird, like I I Does want to take the to... name, but I don't want to take the character. So if I just give a name, then it's the same thing, right? Let's just
5: say that uh, uh, comic book movies were in kind of the danger zone
2: <laughs> when it got
5: to those those
2: portrayals. Well, no, it was like when they were like, yeah, this character is really badass, it's really cool, and he's really popular. Let's take everything that made him this way and... Put it in a toilet. Put it in a toilet and flush it, and yeah, and then we'll take, yeah. you know what's left and we'll put that on screen I and know. the fans will it, love it it's
1: kind of like they smeared poo on ryan reynolds
2: yeah it, it
0: was a it was a, it, it was a bad idea it was just all around bad idea but i don't want to talk about the bad things i want to talk about the good things we are i'm not here to talk about x-men wolverine we're but, here to talk about deadpool
2: but we're fanboys we talk about everything
0: well, it's the we fun hate. Thing. no i get that but we've done a whole episode on that yeah. fucking horrible garbage fire of a but movie. within
1: that it's, you get ryan reynolds being Fantastic as Deadpool, knowing that he can make this meta, and that's part of the character to make Deadpool meta. Well, yeah, so he was able to make jokes about the bad rendition in the good rendition, which was
0: great. And they, I love that they even use a line from the movie, from X Men Origins Three, in this movie as a callback to that movie. Like they do really cool things in there. Like they they're aware of it, they acknowledge it, and they just kind of move on. Yeah, which I appreciate. Like it's a good way to handle it. And they, they do the same thing with Green Lantern. Like it's a great way to just kind of go. It happened. We wish it didn't. I love all the callbacks
1: to Green Lantern. Yeah. but the, the dialogue, with the the trading card in the one dude's wallet, yep. uh, all of the things.
0: Or just the line that was even in the trailer, just don't make the super suit green.
1: Yeah. Or animated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's my, one of the reason people love Deadpool so much is because he's self-aware and meta and breaks the fourth wall and is crazy and action-filled at the same time.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, the, for I'm
4: sorry, go ahead. It, I was just gonna say it's like the internet come to life, pretty much. That's why everyone loves it so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is the great. I will say whatever the fuck is on my mind, and then it just turns out funny. And like there, there's just like this tone about Deadpool that is perfect for bringing it back to Ryan Reynolds. Like it's one of those few like casting things, especially very rare for Ryan Reynolds, where it's like this movie sure could have somebody else in it, but he nails it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. you agree? No, I agree. (laughs) I mean, every
1: you look at him and you're like, no, no, this makes sense. Yeah. It's like when you cast Tom Cruise as a man running down the street. This is natural. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Well, Well, it kind of
5: puts a a little bit of blame on people who've cast him in other things where they're saying, like, Ryan Reynolds can't lead a thing. It's like, you're just not directing him, right? You're just not giving him a chance to do his thing. And it's more on them than him.
4: It's like, the same thing they did with um, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. They just yep. made the movie around him. And the fact that Ryan Reynolds was so on board, they're like, we're just going to make Deadpool you now. Because, I mean, in the comics, he's a little crazier. Yeah. Than-
0: well, he's a little bit more split personalities. Yeah. He's got like... Uh- He's just a little bit more nuts. and he's actually a little bit more meta and a little bit more breaking the fourth wall than he does in this, but that's fine.
4: Yeah, no, totally. I mean, they pretty much just tamed him down a little bit to make it Ryan Reynolds in a superhero costume.
0: Well, I mean, and if you go back and you read the original comics where he came from and whatnot, there's the point where the guy who created Deadpool had to say, had to have Deadpool explain what he was like to other people, and he said, I'm like a Sharpay mixed with Ryan Reynolds. And this is before Ryan Reynolds was ever even attached to Deadpool. So like it was such like an ingrained thing that like this guy is perfect for this role from his very beginning and like that's just really cool. I love that like when things like this can actually work out and come together. It's very exciting as a fan.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like when like you know when Professor X was being cast in the original X Men movie. It's like oh, who are we going to get? And Stewart everybody was fuck like, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're get Patrick Stewart or the movie doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: It's funny how X-Men's been able to pull that off now a couple of times. Yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else we want to talk about with Ryan Reynolds? I feel like there's so much to say. Well, I mean, barely like, scratched the surface. He I I think, had a
5: chance to actually do some acting apart from his sarcasm, his sarcasm, too, Yeah. which I honestly wasn't expecting in the movie. Yeah. I've
1: always thought of him as a good actor. I've always defended him to be full. How much I just talk about how pretty he is because he's a he damn good looking man. He's a good looking dude. I've always enjoyed him in every single thing I've seen him in, even when we watched that atrocious uh, paranormal cop movie. I forgot what it was called. Oh, R.I.P.D. R-I-P-D. Ripped? Yeah. Ripped? Like, <sighs> I watched it. i watch will be like, Ryan Reynolds is doing the very best he can with this. I feel so bad for you in this movie, but I still like you. And, and he's given yeah. a
5: chance to do stuff in this. Yeah, like, like more so than he had just,
1: more control over it. He yeah. gave himself the stuff really to be like, Screw you guys, this is what I can do.
2: Well, I think the thing is is that with this film is that you gotta give Ryan Reynolds credit because he fought for this film to yeah. be made. Unlike a like and you know, and I think more so than you know, I it's ironic. He fought for this movie to be made like on the same level that um Oh god, what's a passion project for um like another act like I'm trying Tom to Tom
0: Hanks and that thing
2: you do? Did he fight
3: for that? He did. Okay, he fought
0: for that. I just did an episode of that on Tom Hanks giving. Go check it out.
2: Okay, but you get the idea. Well, that's a good example, though, and stuff. But, like, he fought for that, or, like, you know, there's a bunch of other actors and actresses who, like, fight for, like, to have these one script made that they know they have to do and everything. Or Selma Hayek with um, Frida. That's a good example. Yeah, no, that's a good example, yeah. But, like, he did this for a comic book movie just because he knew he was perfect for it, and that he had, like, a dead passion, like, for it and stuff, and he spent... Years and years, even after X Men Origins came out, even after Green Lantern came out, where people were like, "He should never be a superhero ever again."
0: Yeah, it's it's his need to make this movie is beyond impressive. Yeah, and, and, and I have and to get credit off, has so. to be given to oh, him yeah. for doing that. And it's not just him either. I mean, it's him and it's Tim Miller, which is where I wanted to move into next. Because without Tim Miller, you still don't have this movie.
2: One hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um,
0: because Tim Miller, this is his first film he's ever directed. He's
4: mainly Her- done opening sequences before, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he, he's done stuff, but he's around. But the problem was when they were going to Fox to make the movie, they said, I'm going to make Deadpool, and this guy's going to direct it. And Fox went, neither one of those things are going to happen mm. because that guy hasn't made anything. We don't trust him. Deadpool's going to be too expensive a movie. We're not making it.
2: And that's when Ryan pulled out the photos of the dead prostitutes and showed it yeah. <laughs> to the executives.
0: Well, that's when they made the test footage. Like That's how the test footage happens. Like, Well, we need to go to a proof of concept. And they showed it to Fox, and they still went, eh, not good enough. And then
2: they released it to the fans, and they were like, wait, we can make money off of this? Yeah. <laughs> they pretty much made a pilot episode for a movie.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know Tim Miller. Okay. Where did Ryan Reynolds and him meet? Like, what's their relationship?
0: I honestly don't know.
1: Maybe don't they met at a bar or something and be like, dude, we'd be so good together.
0: I doubt it was that. One I of those swanky Hollywood I know that parties.
2: he, I know that, because um, I used to, I worked with um, a visual effects guy who said uh, Tim Miller has been around for a very, very, very long time in um, the visual effects world. Like, I think he's been one of those, like, sought after artists and everything that, like, Everybody wants to work on their films and everything, so it's possible that he probably may have met him, you know, maybe on one of the X-Men or, like, Blade or something like that, and they just, you know, they hit it off and, you know, they knew where it was coming from. I mean, he has, like, zero credits.
1: Well, he'll have more after this.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's an older guy, though. He's, like, 50, around 50, I believe. it's
1: not that. He's got another 30 years of making movies. Well, I'm
4: saying, like, even for being in Hollywood, though, like, around 50, that means he's he's probably worked his whole life in Hollywood, so he's probably... Got some connections already that got him to Ryan Reynolds, which is the best thing that could have happened for either of them.
0: Yeah, because I mean, the only thing on here that I see that was like really, really big that he did, he was the creative supervisor for Scott Pilgrim. Mm. Um, but other than that, yeah. I mean, I'm I sure love him now. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, sense. I'm sure there's things on here that we just don't. That either he took off his IMDb or whatnot, because it says he's part of Blur Studios. I don't know who that is, but that could have been. I'm, I mean, it's Hollywood. If he, you do a med- lot of things
1: on, on groups and like, like if he worked for a studio, there'd be a lot yeah. of things he worked on and then just didn't get his name put on IMDb for.
0: Yeah, so I mean, the, IMDb is not the foolproof plan that people think it is. Mm. I know everything because I have IMDb. Yeah, yeah. It's like
2: Carrie Fisher with finding out how many scripts she's actually written over the past 20 years. Oh. But yeah, she it's, was it's, a
0: ghostwriter. She's
1: not supposed to get credited. Sh- no. ghostwriter. Ghost
2: really bad uh, movie that's with right, every- McGregor. Really bad. <laughs> that's right, everyone. She's the ghostwriter on PBS.
0: There it is. Uh, but, so to Tim Miller's credit, I mean, for somebody who's not really directed anything but a couple of shorts, first feature film out of the gate, this is mind-blowingly amazing.
4: I think he just had a team that was so passionate about it surrounding him that they were going to make sure everything went right. And nothing, you know, and this was going to be the best movie they could possibly make it. No matter how much it flopped, if they were happy with it, they were going to be good at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're probably right because it, it was. And it it, I don't, sorry, go ahead.
4: Uh, it doesn't have any of the problems
5: that a lot of first time directors have either. Like, so it, it's obvious that he's seasoned, well, or at least he's, he understands.
1: I also think he had the least of. Meddling, like I feel like yeah, they were yeah. given freedom with this movie, which because I'm, they didn't, because Fox just didn't care. Kind of yeah, like yeah. Star Wars. Yeah,
0: which is why I'm a little <laughs> concerned about the next one, because now that they know this is their fucking tentpole, they're gonna get their are gonna on meddle and they're gonna make more. it bad. Well, maybe because it, it, I'm hoping that they'd be smart enough to know that the reason this works is we let the creative team do what the creative team did, and they made something amazing. I mean, if you could just go through the marketing, in which we could do the entire episode today on the marketing alone, which was just genius. Like, there's so much of this movie that it did so well, and it worked because they just went and let the people who know what they're doing do it. Because clearly we don't understand Deadpool. Yeah. Like, just and- acknowledging they don't know it worked. But uh, there's something I want to say about Tim Miller. Um, oh, the other thing that I think was really important when you say he doesn't have a lot of the pitfalls that a lot of first-time directors do is a lot of the first-time directors come to these comic movies who have never done anything. Like, hey, you're going to do this film. Here's $200 million. Make this look like the greatest film ever. And he was like, he got, here's $50 million. Yeah. It's and make like, this look like a $200 million movie. So it's kind of
1: like Pit My Ride. Like, yeah. When you get vehicles that they have so much money that they just look like utter pieces of random crap, you're like, why would I want that? Yeah. Or you end up with and being Fantastic able to Corps. hold it back and you just give it a good paint
5: job. So we've solved it. Give these first time directors practically no money. Well, and then they'll, they'll they'll do their magic cuz that's they're coming from something smaller and then they're going to like with limitations.
2: Well, but. I actually think that's actually something that I think Hollywood um has forgotten lately is the um the power of a mid-budget or like a lower budget and yeah. everything for a director and stuff. I mean, like that's how we got Star Wars the way it was. I mean, like the yeah. argument could be seriously made that if George Lucas got the money that he wanted, we, we may have the very well had the prequels first, and nothing yeah. would have happened. But because he got those, I mean, it also forced him to edit it in a very creative way. Another example of it would be um, Raiders of the Lost Ark with Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. What am I saying that? Like nobody knows that. Um, <laughs> who? What? Steven Spielberg? Yeah, I never heard of him.
1: Indiana Jones. Where That's did
0: they the right. It's a, it's, a a, it's, it's a period the drama. <laughs>
1: hmm. There's boulders
2: It's like but, a state in the U.S.? But the deal is and stuff is that um, he was actually, Steven Spielberg was kind of on a decline at that point in time. Mm-hmm. He just finished 1941. It was a gigantic flop and it was extremely over budget. And he was getting a reputation of being an over budget filmmaker at that point. So Paramount Pictures said, well, we will make Raiders, but we're only going to give you $20 million to do it. Um, and so he's like, all right, fine. And then, you know, of course, basically. You know, he. We, w- we would not have the Steven Spielberg we had today, I think, without that film. I-,
0: I totally agree. Did you
4: ever hear about the bet they made on that movie between George Lucas and Steven Spielberg? I heard it yeah. about it, but I forgot what it was. So essentially, Spielberg thought the movie was going to flop, and Lucas thought it was actually going to succeed. Um, and so, whoever who was ever right, the other had to donate enough money to get a building made on the on the alma mater of the person who was right. Oh, yeah. So that's why there's a Steven Spielberg on USC, because George Lucas was right about Indiana Jones <laughs> being a success. That's awesome. Wow, The, the one Long thing Beach Spielberg-
2: L- Long <laughs> Beach was that close to having a George Lucas building on this. All, all they had to do was hope that Steven Zilla was the movie flopped. Uh,
0: let's keep moving on to Deadpool. Uh, we're done with Tim Miller. We've talked Ryan Reynolds. Let's start talking about some of the other people in this movie, because, I mean, as much as the, this is just the two of them, the cast of characters here, I think, is phenomenal. Can
1: we talk about the villain?
0: We can certainly talk about Princess. that. A lot. Uh, See, that, that
5: that's actually the one area which I kind of was unimpressed because I disagree with you. Yeah. But this, go ahead.
1: This guy, I totally did not know he was the same dude from Game of Thrones
2: for two episodes. Yeah, wait, who yeah. was he on Game Dario of Thrones? Dario Naharis.
1: He was Dar- and, 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 in in. I'm so bad with the names in Game in, in Game of Thrones. He looked like generous. a cat man. Like he looked like the Beauty and the Beast nineties tv show to me well apparently the reason that that went went away yeah yeah Yeah. uh Uh, and then that went away and i thought he looked great in this movie and he was kind of hamming it up in a way that i thought was appropriate he could i wish he hammed it up more almost being like a villain be like super villainy villain because that that would have been really he played it a little too straight for me in the Mm -hmm. way that in comparison to deadpool but his uh, abilities in the action sequences and just him saying what's my name to Deadpool I always thought was super enjoyable.
4: I actually like that he was more straight compared to the silliness of Deadpool because I mean if you have two like super outlandish people going at each other I don't think it works because normally it's the hero is kind of subdued like he has quirks and everything and then the villain is so out there but this you actually reverse that and that's why I think it works so much because it was something we hadn't really seen we hadn't seen like a really subdued Uh, super villain
0: I totally agree that's what I liked about him the most
5: Um, I just feel like for Deadpool being so outlandish you need someone to match him like just something that was so kind of like when I'm not going to remember this villain at the end of the day one like see I will I I
0: wholeheartedly disagree I think what Matt was saying is spot on you don't want Joker versus the Joker, which is what you'd be getting here. You want somebody to be counteractive, and for the Batman straight, which would be this villain, you have the cartoonish opposite. It's great because the opposites attract. Like that's what's so wonderful about like a comic book movie and a comic book villain, is that usually they're just so crazy that the superhero has to knock them down.
4: And just that little bit of like, I don't want you to know my real name, and that just that whole whole psychological thing of him knowing his yeah. name is Francis, just like. <laughs> That's why I hate you is because you Francis. know my real name. Like, yeah. Like there's, I don't think, I think the whole point of this movie was he wasn't supposed to be a memorable villain. The whole point was it was so meta that they even put, you know, uh, the villain being a British guy, like they put that in the credits. So yeah. it, it's like, this is supposed to be a stereotypical thing. That's what they were making fun of. And so that's why I think it works so well. It's, you are aware from moment one that you're going to have a stereotypical villain to a very unstereotypical superhero. And that's that was the whole point of making him as he was. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, I think he was great. I, I really, I really like that actor. I want to see even more things. I think he did a great job. I, yeah. love, I love that he's so annoyed that Deadpool knows his name, but instead just spins it on him the whole time. Like, like I love the idea of, like oh, you think you have the upper hand on me.
1: I also liked how his power was the opposite of Deadpool, where he couldn't heal, but he didn't feel anything. Otherwise, Deadpool feels everything. But, he, like, heal. but yeah. he heals.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was just a perfect dichotomy between the two, and I just... I mean, I'm really excited to see who they bring in for the second film as the villain. I mean, obviously, they're bringing in Cable uh, for his sidekick kind of thing, but we'll, well see Cable what Cable can do. be
1: the villain, actually.
0: That's true. Yeah, he could be. I mean, the original point of Deadpool was to fight Cable.
1: Yeah. Cable that, that's why he exists. is doing... Like, Cable always has good intentions thinking that he's the good guy, but then he'll come in and kind of fuck things up Same like, pretty much any time travel in the Marvel thing. Bishop can be a good or bad guy, depending on his point of view at the time, too.
4: I guess that's true. Like, when you got all the different X-Men coming over from, like, the Apocalypse universe.
1: All I know is we're all excited for Cable.
4: Yeah, I I mean, I personally am kind of tired of seeing that oh you know he's a good guy but he's a bad guy at the same time i think we get that a lot with our superheroes as well especially in the marvel universe i mean think about Civil war everyone was a good guy but they were also a bad guy depending on which side you wanted to go on so i just watch straight up deadpool is just make all the meta jokes you want make everything fun but at the end of the day the character should be clearly defined in their roles because everything else around it is so crazy that i think if you start messing with character roles as well it's just going to get muddled in all the craziness that's going on around it Mm. so personally i would just say keep it like it is just make it funny as hell make it gory super heavy action and just outlandish and then just keep everything else centered and defined because that's the only way the rest of it works around there if you don't start with a good foundation and a good base the craziness will not stand
2: can i can i just also say that uh, while you guys were talking about francis my favorite villain in the picture was actually the um really weird i forget his name the pervy looking um agent smith yeah the agent smith, oh, yeah. the agent yeah. smith that guy just just because of the way just how like this like i can't look at that man
1: and not think of him from
2: galaxy quest, galaxy quest. Yeah, oh my like, God, i'm is sorry him. man that's ex-
5: who you are he
2: exploded I- <laughs> well no what i like is at the end of it where he's like oh, you were hoping i was gonna say no which i was hoping you were gonna say no <laughs> <laughs>
0: He was so good in that movie he was yeah no the
4: first time i saw it i was like oh hey the guy from galaxy quest i hope he's a good guy (laughs) oh no he's really
0: creepy this sucks
1: he's he's a recruiter and no one likes a recruiter but he
0: does have one of my favorite lines that i would not bring up in quotes is ah you finally reached fuck it
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's so good yeah
0: um where should we move on to? Should we talk about Colossus? Oh, so go ahead. I just wanted to say, like, when we were talking about the other
4: characters, um yeah. what was the female's name? Marissa
2: or Marina you mean Marina Bakeran?
4: Yeah. Um I forgot her name in the movie. But I it doesn't matter. Uh the chemi- the chemistry <laughs> The movie didn't just, care either. Uh, the chemistry be- Vanessa, you're right. Vanessa, there it is. The chemistry between them was absolutely insane. I mean, we got a love story through essentially like a toned down sex scene but that was one of the most like their chemistry was so good that it you got everything they were feeling right away like you i mean everything's just about sex but it ends with them cuddling and hanging out and like i don't for some i don't know how much they worked on it or if they just instantly connected that but montage fam- is really well,
5: key like where they for length, they were both sitting across from each other like good job good job
0: Thank well you. for me i mean, it, it comes down to at least in my opinion um she is just an incredibly charismatic woman uh mm-hmm. like if you go all the way back to firefly like she's just really good at just attaching yeah. herself and matching other people's like um their performance like if she can match nathan fillion she can match anyone and she created a wonderful chemistry with nathan fillion in firefly and then she does a great job on um i hate the show but she was really good on it homeland where she was yeah. dating the guy she's who a was a char-
1: She's one yeah. of the best character actresses working today, she, and she doesn't get credit for it because of how pretty she is.
0: Yeah, and she was... I mean, I never watched V, but I heard she was great yeah. on it. Like, she's just really, she's really good where, everywhere she she pops up. And, yeah, if you can match these people, and she can make this chemistry with Ryan Reynolds work and make mm-hmm. it where she's not just a forgettable female role, because originally this role was supposed to go to Olivia Munn, who turned it down. She's like, I want somebody who's action-oriented and central to the plot. And like, well, this is the love interest, so she turned it down. And I think that could not have worked out better. Yeah,
1: yeah, she yeah. did a better job than Olivia Munn would have. No, no offense to Olivia Munn, but she
2: would have made she's a She's just great better mistake. for the
4: role. That scene yeah. in the doctor's office when they first find out he has cancer—I mean, yeah. the look on her face is just like, like the actual like, we will fight this, you know, everything. Yeah. And, or just she her, can take control. She can, yeah. and her facial expressions in that scene were absolutely flawless. That's what sold that entire scene was just her face. I mean Ryan Reynolds obviously is supposed to just have that blank stare and it actually literally the cancer stuff was the time we got to see his serious acting chops and he he blew it away with that. And but just that one scene alone just shows so much of everything they they had throughout that entire process in like 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, cuz in the movie it really only shows them having sex, but you can but you still—they have a really base of a relationship underneath all the sex. They just kind of like characters of extremes, so mm-hmm. they love the extreme of sex. I just—I love their—I
0: t- love their game, like the way that they kind of—yeah, like, that's what has I mean. The worst life, like it's really—they
1: like, they connect on multiple yeah, levels, yeah. and they they find different ways to show you that without having to do like a big like a relationship sequence.
0: Uh, I also just found out that she is uh, on the Flash. Oh she, she's the voice She's the voice of Gideon. She's the voice. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I didn't know that. I
0: just looked at it on IMDb.
1: Oh, nice. Good old
0: IMDb after I took a dig at you earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know
4: Vanessa in the... I'm not sure what her name is in the comics, if it's still Vanessa or whatever, but she becomes a superhero herself, right? They're not doing that. I already
1: read that they're not going to have her be copycat.
2: Oh, my God. You know what I just realized, though? Because she does DC stuff. She would Wonder Bros, if you're listening to me, consider this. She would make an amazing Catwoman.
1: See, I was thinking Huntress. Oh, oh yeah. touche. That's touche. A, She'd be that's a, a great hunter. <laughs> <laughs> point, point,
2: point we're trying to make Warner Brothers is um, make her a superhero. Absolutely. Like, make her Absol- a real superhero. Because liberal. she yeah. would own it, I think. Yeah.
4: Or just studios ma- just put her in everything.
2: Because she's
0: fantastic. <laughs> well, she
1: yeah. she's a character actress. So. And
0: you know what? Cast her whenever you want. Because apparently she doesn't
2: She'll age. She'll do whatever she wants. Go <laughs> her. <Yeah.
0: laughs> she
2: looks Go the exact <laughs> same as fire. That's yeah. probably
1: <laughs> one reason why they casted her as a lizard person. In oh, wait. NBA. God damn it. They can't
2: cast her. Is that because she's already in a goddamn Gotham she She's in Gotham That's right Nobody cares about Gotham Yeah that's a TV show They can put her in
1: something else In the
5: movie That's still on Leslie Tompkins It's not even connected To the world So they're they're fine Dude it's one of
2: their Top rated shows You wanna know why It's because they just decided Fuck it and made Jim Gordon Batman that He's kind of smart. Basically, Batman on that whatever show. that
0: happened in New Fifty Two.
2: <laughs> Moving on,
0: <laughs> I was
1: on to the other female in this movie,
0: Negasonic Teenage
1: Warhead. I was actually going to say Angel
0: Dust. Uh, I guess. Oh, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Gina Carano, mm. my Wonder Woman. <laughs> Holy crap! I love her. I feel like she's getting worse in every movie she's in. Yeah. I
1: I, I thought she was the, the like the ham that we didn't get from uh, Francis. Like yeah. she was she was super straight, like I'm just the brawn in this movie.
4: Yeah, she knew her role and it was to fight Colossus and that's all she
0: had yeah.
1: to
4: do.
0: Yeah. I, I don't there's something about like you go back to that. What was it? Haywire, and she yeah. was surprisingly decent and oh, really Haywire. good. Yeah. Well, they
1: well, didn't really re- give her any dialogue in this movie. Yeah. Well, there's
2: actually a reason why she's really good in Haywire. Is that, if my memory serves me correct, I could be wrong on this one, but I did read about this. They dubbed her voice over in Haywire.
3: Huh? Really?
2: I just read somewhere that it's like it's Lauren Giacomo, Giacomo like like um like it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a um Steven Soderbergh like right. collaborator that was on that and stuff. But <laughs> that's what I've heard. Who knows?
0: Hollywood does really shitty weird. things to each other all the time. So no, she didn't
4: Ouch. get in the way. Though that was no, her, that's true. Yeah. That's her, that her character wasn't supposed to be in the way. She was essentially the lead henchman. Yeah. So that's all she yeah. did was be the lead henchman. It's like obviously there's a little bit of a team up in this with Colossus yeah. and Egasonic. So that's and she just knew her role. So I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a lack of acting, but also it's understanding that you aren't supposed to be in the foreground. Yeah. No, you're, no one was you're asking. A B story. Yeah. No. Okay. That's, she was, that's
1: like fair. I said, she that's was fair. the yeah.
0: brunt. No one she was, was there anything. waiting yeah. to fight. She, she did was, exactly what she needed to do. Yeah. yeah you're right.
1: Yeah. She did a great superhero jump. Landing. that landing. landing was yeah. great.
0: Just remember, it's hard on the knees. It's yeah. hard on the knees. <laughs> um, let's talk Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead.
1: That pairing, like, I had only the vaguest knowledge of Negasonic. Like, I recognized her look. I recognized her look and her she outfit. She was in
0: one book that I read.
1: Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I'm aware of you as a character, but I know nothing about you. Mm-hmm. And just having her sarcastic nonchalantness next to the sincerity of Colossus was gold perfect idea <laughs> and i'm
0: very surprised that fox let them use colossus because yeah. they'd already established colossus mm. as not a russian guy they
1: established colossus but in the colossus. way that colossus sorry Col- well she I mean, might that's be more how, that, that's how they do it so yeah that's how yeah. important he is in the x-men movies he's but, just kind of like there kind of like how jubilee is kind of there does he does does, do
2: anything
5: since when does fox care about continuity on
0: any of their x that's movies? Yeah. that's kind of any true. of them they even yeah, joke days about of that future best
2: apocalypse yeah. oh my god
0: yeah <laughs> Um, but no, I agree with you. I think the pairing of them was that was genius, and like, I'm still so entertained by it. And I love that even like they they clearly had written a script with more X Men in it, mm-hmm. and then they were forced to take them out because apparently I think it was right like two weeks before they finished budget they before they finished film they cut two million more dollars out of their budget, and that's when they're going to do all their X Men stuff. Like all right, fuck it, and that was the that's why they did the fuck you in the. Uh, how come, I only, yeah, how come I only see two of you in this house? It's almost like the studio can afford more X Men. <laughs> that yeah. I think that
5: that payoff, that joke was for me the best thing. So that- it, it basically shines a light on just the whole just the whole mess that this whole all the series it have with Fox. Well, that
2: and also when Colossus is dragging me, he's like, "Come along! We're going to speed. We're going to take you to Professor X." And he just goes, "McAvoy or Stewart."
0: <laughs> the timelines are really confusing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take both.
4: Yeah, I mean, she. There's, but what you could tell, even though she's supposed to be this like, I just don't care about anybody. Teenager, just totally, you know, a And it's like you can tell she does anything Colossus says. So there is some form of relationship there that we don't see that has been established from Colossus training her. Yeah, and I would love to see how that relationship forms. It's
0: totally—he's the mentor. Yeah, he is. But yeah. to get
4: someone like that, like stuck up, just wants to stay in her room and yep. text her friends all day. Like, how do you get to? How do you get Colossus, this so overbearing, like protective father type? to be friends and to actually get someone to he listen definitely, to him like like bonded
1: with her at some point that we yeah. never saw. But that's
0: yeah. what's what I will continue to sing this movie's praises for. The fact that you can understand that in like the maybe 20 minutes that they're in this whole movie, maybe that's being generous. It's very impressive. I, I mean,
4: it comes through super well when they're first walking out to the to the ship. And he's like, eat a protein bar, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and she's just <laughs> really looking at him like, seriously, but you can tell she's going to do it anyway. Oh, absolutely. She's
0: eating that bar.
4: Cause cause it, he told her to, you can tell somewhere along the line, she messed up because she didn't take his advice. She's still going to be a little prissy girl, but she's going to not prissy. Well, not Prissy. I'm not sure if I'm using the right word, but she's, just say bitchy. Yeah, bitchy. Yeah, bitchy. Uh but she's still gonna
0: A teenager is what yeah. she's yeah, gonna She's gonna be a teenager. teenager. Yeah. yeah. She's a
4: teenager, but somewhere along
0: the line, she knows she
4: messed up super hard. So now she has to always listen to Colossus. Yeah.
0: Um what else do we want to talk about? Is there anything else that we have not hit that we really want to hit? We have not talk about TJ Miller at all.
2: Just about to say TJ Miller, because yeah. he played a great supporting role in that.
0: He did, but here's my major He this just is, felt
1: like TJ Miller in a superhero movie.
0: I disagree. I actually think he acted in this thing for like one of the first times ever. He was so subdued compared to any other role yeah. he's ever been in. Um, but it's weird to have a comic relief character in a comic relief movie. Yeah. <laughs> like when Deadpool is the funniest person in your movie, why do you have a comic relief character? I don't know. I thought he worked because you still needed that sidekick kind of angle
4: and so essentially he was kind of that sidekick.
1: He did have my yeah. favorite, I think maybe one of my favorite movies moments in the movie where uh, uh Deadpool realizes that he's on the Deadpool. Let his best oh, friend yeah, yeah. counted on him dying. Yeah,
0: that's
2: pretty good. <laughs> um, what is it? Actually, I think we do need to talk about which is the old blind lady that he. Oh my was god, with, cause that's she so good. Is that I, every time I look
1: at him, like Ohura?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I know that's not you, but you kind of look like her.
2: I could see it.
0: I could see it. Um, no, I, I, really, I love the relationship. I love just the, smells like old lady pants in here. <laughs> I wear pants.
1: <laughs> I miss cocaine. Yeah.
4: yeah, her introduction was probably one of the funniest things. Seltzer water and, like, what was it? Seltzer water and in vinegar Vinegar, vinegar? Yeah, a, to get blood out. Man, just, I miss cocaine. Like, what <laughs> the hell? Where did that come from? It's like, like, I, I-,
0: I love the relationship because you can just tell that she kind of hates him and loves him at the same time she totally like fuck that guy. Well, it's oh, like that it's he?
2: it's like that asshole grandparent thing that you have. And so where you know yeah. the grandparent does care about you, but like, yeah. they just can't help but like be a dick to you the entire time you're around them.
4: The and fact that they had a blind lady try to set up a dresser. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I think it's like how like the Californians on SNL, like you don't understand that until you live in California just their whole conversation about ikea and putting ikea things together and the differences between the ikea brands i'm like that i related to that in a weird way that i didn't appreciate but also fully understood the joke they
4: actually went to ikea and were like hey we're gonna do this joke ikea had one stipulation use actual names of our furniture just know it that's awesome (laughs) make make it real no problem with anything they're like if you just use the actual names you have full full (laughs) (laughs) and like
2: they just looked at them dead in the eye and they're like do you think there was any other way we were going to do this
0: (laughs) that
1: it's one of the best product placement like it's better product placement than they did in 30 rock
0: (laughs) yeah that's fantastic
4: <laughs> that's like when you hear stuff like that you're like okay i'm cool with pr- uh product placement if companies are just going to be that chill <laughs> yeah absolutely
5: and it's it's a teachable moment for newbie writers too. specificity yes like f- fuck man this is that, that joke is the perfect example of it like get specific with this shit because you a can lot of, a lot of the humor know your material the, a lot of the humor in this is that everything is so specific the jokes are very pointed and very like, I love the humor of this movie.
1: That's one thing yeah. that... That's,
0: where I was going to finish in this is just the sense of humor, because I think that's... We've been dancing around it the whole time, but we need to mention it. You were going to make one final point on that?
1: Well, based off of the sense of humor and how much we love it right now, the one thing that it does make me concerned about is longevity. Like, will it date this movie?
0: Not for us. I've, not for
1: us, of course not, but but like in 10 years will anyone appreciate this movie as much as we do?
4: I um, think so. I just think some of the meta is going to go away, but I, I mean
2: dick and fart jokes
4: are never going to go. I away. compare it to a
2: Mel Brooks movie and stuff where like, you know, some of the jokes are going to go away, but like the core humor of it um was like kind of timeless enough where it will last and everything like that. Like it's not going to be like a epic movie or a disaster movie or like one of those yeah, no, gods sake when, yeah, when people look like back that. on this
5: and like in, on, like, film classes in, like, 20, 30 years, they're going to see it in the context of all the other superhero movies that kind of flooded the market, and then here's these commentaries on them, and here's how Deadpool, like, rift on all these comic book movies that you were kind of aware of, you read about. That's kind of how a lot of those jokes are going to end up. Well, which is fine. It's like it was a commentary of, like, they're making fun of a lot of things that happened at this time.
2: Well, I also think that um, Deadpool kind of maybe opened the door a little bit to um – Hollywood executives realizing oh wait we could still make mid-budget films and we could also make R-rated mid-budget films that make money a lot of, a lot of money and the profit is bigger on it and I think that's that's another big consideration I think you have to take where is that if you get the right team together like I'm big on mid-budget films I think you know we need to start bringing them them back I I miss miss them them too I miss having
1: that's where the writing is key
0: it's yes. like well,
1: you don't have to blast it with special effects.
0: Here's what I'm hoping these the studios take away from it. Again, tying into the sense of humor and kind of what Chris was saying, is that it's not just that you need the mid-budget film or you need this. It's like you need to hire quality writers, which is what a lot of I, – I don't mean to dig at them, but a lot of what Marvel is not doing right now, they're hiring good writers – Not the best. Some of the movies get better than the others. They're
5: hiring writers they can control. Yeah, Yeah. and that's
0: kind of what it feels like. Whereas this one, you hire the best writers you can get for the product. Not necessarily just the best writer in the world is not going to be able to write the best Deadpool movie. You need to write somebody who can write Deadpool.
3: Yeah.
0: And you need to let the the franchise be the franchise. If you made a Deadpool movie like you made the Wolverine movie, then you suddenly have the worst thing ever, and fans are going to hate it. But if you let Deadpool be Deadpool, suddenly the fans go fucking crazy, and it's wonderful. I mean, that's the biggest problem that I think that hit... Batman vs. Superman is not the normal Batman and Superman. It was a very specific Batman from one book and a Superman from another book that not a lot of people read or continue because that's not the continuous character. It's just what Zack Snyder liked. If you let them be like the overarching character, suddenly the fans will flock to you.
1: Well, there there is no specific Batman anymore because Batman's existed for so many years. There's so many versions.
0: There's an argument for and against that. And And I think going to the humor is that everything in this movie is earned it's earned and it's Deadpool like that's the the biggest thing that I can stress is that but they did the you, work like they, they yeah. put in the work from
5: frame one yeah. to get to those punchlines so like w- everything calls back like it's very well constructed and
0: yeah but you look up like if you go on YouTube not YouTube if you go up to like, uh, like Never Google like, like the uh, the best Deadpool moments from the comics and you read those there's lists everywhere and then you watch this movie this movie is Deadpool the sense of humor is spot on which is impressive and very hard to do
1: We never did talk about how young Deadpool actually is. What? Just the character.
0: Oh, I was like, I don't care how old he is. No, like,
1: (laughs) in the the realm of comic books, like, to reach super popularity is incredibly difficult right now to make a new character that on mass people attach themselves to and this is what deadpool is one of those rare characters he came in the like mid 90s 91 I think, 91, 91 early 90s new.
3: yeah
1: he's new in the realm of comic book characters that people really care about true yeah like you'll they'll bring in new characters they brought in new characters in the 80s and the 90s and people they go to the wayside of people have like a general knowledge of them but deadpool is one of those rare ones that came up in the last 20 30 years that everyone knows
0: yeah it's like him and harley quinn yeah I I
4: just think like he's such a big hit. I mean, he came around right before the internet got big yeah. and essentially the way the internet is now, he's essentially the internet personified Yes, and that's why he's so big. And just at the time, I mean, he's created by Rob Liefeld, the man who does not know what a woman's body looks like. He ever (laughs) tries to draw one, but he, I mean, it was one of the, it was like just out of nowhere, just like, Hey, I'm going to throw this in and just, I mean, it just attached itself to, you know, like all the humor you ever did with your friends is this character and i think that's why it stuck so much because it's nothing but like inside and meta and just all these different things that you would have conversations with your friends that you wouldn't really have on an outside level and Hmm. that's why everyone likes it so much
5: i do want to add that it's also this movie it jokes about it but it doesn't it's not a commercial for the next movie except they make a joke at the end but like the movie is not constructed around you watching the next movie in the deadpool series which I agree I kind of
0: I, I liked that a lot actually I kind of disagree it is totally setting up a franchise this is not well, it's saying that they movie. want to yeah. you can't have an origin movie without it being a setup of a franchise
1: just when he names himself yeah maybe it'll be Deadpool but like, that sounds like a franchise
0: per, per yeah. previous non
5: non podcast conversations this movie doesn't feel that there's that sense of emptiness and when you're watching these Marvel movies yeah where it's like I watch this but I watch this because I have to watch the next one whereas this one is like this was in and of itself a fun movie I can give or take the next one and be fine. Yeah, Whereas no, that like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of what I'm going for. Like, not many comic book movies do that. Everyone's all franchise based and like the next one. Whereas this one is like, watch this one. Watch this
0: movie. Totally. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That makes sense.
1: That's also uh, a credit too that no one really had faith in it, and it was a mid-range budget.
0: We should all have no faith in any of these movies from now on. Yeah. Um, Let's
1: all actually be nervous about our things, guys, so we put all the effort in.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's try. <laughs> Uh, But with that, we need to move into quotes, 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 quotes. I can go first. Fourth wall break. Inside a fourth wall break, that's like 16 walls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite quote was one that you couldn't even actually hear. Uh, It was when they were doing the big fight near the end. She gets the girlfriend gets out of the tube thing, and he's laying down next to her with a knife in his head, and he's just looking at her. He's trying to do his best "I love you" stuff, and then she just like dead eyes right at him, asshole. (laughs) Like, oh, like to me that's like pure love. There's so much love in that scene where she just missed him so much, but she's so mad at him.
2: It's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I forget the, pro- like, I'm not sure if there's a proper quotation, but he's like, you're going to get killed by a Zamboni, you're going to get run over by a Zamboni, it's going to be great.
0: I just love the, you're so going to die in five minutes.
4: <laughs> For me, probably the, the Stewart or McAvoy. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. The, this timeline's so hard to keep track yeah. of. <laughs> that and just at the end. It's like you have no idea where he's living, and he just turns to Colossus and goes, "Tell Beast to stop shitting on my lawn." <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just so there's so many throwaway quotes in this that it's it's hard to even.
0: Uh, it's kind of board. Yeah, it's kind of like going back to our our Ghostbusters episode with Rick Moranis, where almost every line is a joke in itself. Like you, it's it's a joke a minute. Quick fire.
2: Do you take vitamins? I take vitamins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, so for me,
5: it's. When he comments on Negasonic Teenage Warhead, uh, oh, Ripley from Alien 3. And then she goes, fuck, you're old. And I'm like, I love humor that's like, oh, it's saying someone's old, but it's not that old. I'm kind of crossing over to that uh, territory of being old, like the Spider Man joke in uh, Civil War, where it's like, Empire Strikes Back, that's like an old movie. I'm like, where did you find this kid? Yeah.
2: No. Also, I love when he delivers that monologue. He goes, which one are you going to be? you going to be the sullen teenager or the. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so that I thought that was a great line. Is there any lines that we missed that people will be upset with us for saying? Uh, we could be here all yeah, that day. That would be a while. Uh, do that, the yeah. Liam Neeson nightmare L- one. Less yeah, angry
1: saying. Rosie O'Donnell. That's
0: a big one. Yep. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. And I just I, imagine Rosie O'Donnell getting it. really
1: mad at that
2: joke. She's just really mad. At She's everything. just really mad at everything at this point. Also, I love this one, Francis. <laughs>
4: When he actually spells out his name with the dead bodies. It's, <laughs> it's not oh, all exactly.
0: that, but it's so just- good. Oh, does he send you love notes too? <laughs> did, uh,
5: did you ever see 127 Hours? Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs>
1: oh, gosh. And I just love Francis's, like, like, when he has the gun to his head, when he's pretty sure Deadpool's about to kill him, and he's just like, yeah, this is my death moment. And then Colossus starts talking, and then Francis just lays down going, ugh. Oh, Come on, just get it just over get with. Get on with it. <laughs>
4: Love is blind, Wade. No, you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, his masturbation crocs. His
1: masturbation unicorn. His ma- <laughs> yeah. Which oh. I was going to try to buy for this, but they're actually really expensive on Amazon. You can
2: imagine. That's
1: $40 uh, for a unicorn. I'm not not just money. any
2: unicorn, a masturbation unicorn.
0: Uh-huh. I, I think the one line that we're all missing that I think the fans would be the most upset with, upset with us for is. You might want to leave. I bet it feels huge in this hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say the baby hand that baby moment hand is uh, so good. That's actually
1: the grossest part of the movie to me.
5: Oh my that god, that baby hand it. is gross. So funny
4: because <laughs> it's so unnatural. Yeah, you know, it's just something oh, you're like also, you are not expecting. It's like let's that. take
5: the let's take the dumbest thing in scary movie two was it and yeah. turn it into an actual funny joke. My,
4: if he just went my germs, my <laughs> <would've Ew>. god.
2: <laughs> Yeah. also when um like what is it when like he finds out that um ajax kidnapping that oh, i'm sorry francis kidnapped Vanessa, i said he comes into i just like his frequency ah, ah, i'm <laughs> mad i'm
0: mad i'm so mad so good uh we need to move on to the review system who's excited for the review system
1: review, review
0: r-rated comedies yeah.
2: there's only one that comes to mind for me go for it animal house damn
0: so glad i wasn't going to take that one <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch you have a reason why just that it's a good R-rated comedy
2: I mean, it's just a great movie in general i feel yeah. like it's not just that it's a comedy it's a, it's like it's one of the greatest movies ever made like it's just so many great things that i mean you could also argue that without that movie deadpool wouldn't have existed because of you know the way john belushi you know he does some of his physical comedy in that and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just a fantastic great movie overall um
1: oh i got mine
2: if you take mine, I'm going to throw my computer at I you.
1: would be so, so surprised if you took this one. Okay. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yep, it's not that one. <laughs> I freaking love Harold and Kumar movies. Love, 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 love them. I dragged Brian to the third one, the Christmas
0: one. It's, S- but that was, it, was had, right. it was all right.
1: It was Danny Trejo jizzing on a Christmas tree in 3D. All right, that's a pretty great moment in cinema. Is it? Yes. Now he, has, <laughs> now he
5: has a restaurant here. Now <laughs> you right. can go get these tacos. tacos. I don't uh, know be
1: careful I of the white sauce. Um, but no, I the ill ill il, il, I can say this word. Ill irrelevant or irrelevant, mm, irrelevant? Irrelevant. Yes, whatever. Close the word I'm trying to say. Uh, just comedy styles, having like just multiple characters hamming it up, and just a movie that no one was really expecting to be great and then ended up being great and developed a huge franchise right out of it. Yeah. And, like, I know it's not as big with a lot of other people that people write the Harold and Coon movies off as being stupid, but the comedy in it to me is pure gold. It's very specific to itself.
0: Uh, so I'll go next. Uh, I'm going with Blazing Saddles okay um because it's kind of meta. i
1: almost did say that
0: i was going i was convinced you were going to i was gonna be very upset uh but blazing saddles for me uh, much like this movie now is it's i can't say it's the best but i will say it anyways i think it's one of the one of if not the best comedies of the 70s yeah it is one of the funniest movies ever made it makes me laugh every fucking time um and it's not just because of like, the comedy ingrained in the film, but it's because it's meta nature. It's everything about it. And that's what I think works so well in Deadpool as well. It's super meta. It makes jokes for the audience, like strictly just for, to be kind of on the nose. And it also makes jokes that make sense in the world. So they're like their comedy stylings are very complementary to each other.
1: I still quote that movie like almost on a weekly basis, especially when I yell, Somebody save that man! No one understands what I'm saying.
0: Uh, whenever I run out of change, I was going to say, God, somebody go back and get a shitload of dimes.
1: (laughs) Where are all the wet women at?
0: (laughs) It is one of the funniest movies ever made. And I think this movie, I'm hoping it will have the same relevance in years to come. That's it for me. I'll go
5: next. I'll go next for a review. Uh, Waiting. The Ryan Reynolds Uh uh, restaurant movie. Uh, You know. Surface level because Ryan Reynolds is hilarious in that, but the the movie has a meta joke that kills me every time I hear it because Dane Cook was big at the time. And at the very end, they're just like, <laughs> at one moment the, the newbie who's been seeing all these crazy so people, sick. he just turns around, he's like, "Fuck you, Dane <laughs> Cook," and that's the end of the movie. And it is, <laughs> I think, as far as meta jokes go, that's actually pretty funny and a, a funny commentary.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would have must say last but not least, I would
4: have to say uh, Caddyshack. Okay, yeah, it's a good uh, yeah. one. Yeah, I mean cuz I mean you got the straight characters and you got the outlandish characters. Yeah, I definitely. mean, you got you got Bill Murray and Rodney Dangerfield just being these outrageous characters who are pretty much like the best part of the film. And then you got peak characters like Chevy Chase and, you know, the main guy. It's just I mean, I think they the National Lampoon world tends to often mesh straight and outlandish together very well which is exactly what deadpool did and i think caddyshack is one of the best examples and it was harold ramus's first film as well
0: oh really yeah that was I his first
4: that. that was the first film he ever directed and so it's like it's really like that's coming just, out of the gate swinging for sure yeah exactly i mean there was there's a funny anecdote about that there was a scene where he's like a part where they were filming he's like uh i want to shoot it this way And they're just like, okay, that's going to take about three hours to set up. Why? Because we got to move all the trucks from over there. We got to move all the tents from over there. He's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll shoot it this way. (laughs) So it's just like that feeling of first, like especially like Harold Ramis is one of the most iconic uh, comedy directors out there. And so I think Tim Miller is going to really just like comparing first films, especially our rated comedies. They're just going to be taken off like a rocket
0: i think he'll do deadpool and deadpool 2 and then i think he'll stop and he'll explode onto the scene as like the director to watch yeah, yeah. but anyhow we should move into plugs 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 with plugs but stick around after plugs to find out the, na- the answer to this question i'm taking two people off the table immediately who do you want in the next deadpool movie no wolverine I'm going to say three. No Wolverine, nobody who is in this movie, and you can't say Cable because that's a cop out there that's going to happen. So what other X-Men or superhero from anywhere do you want in the next Deadpool movie? Mm. But first, plugs. You can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can follow me on Twitter at YBrianWine. Y Brian Y. It doesn't matter. I don't tweet much anyways. Or Instagram at (laughs) Sensorlord. Censor Censor spelled with Z. Again, it doesn't matter. I've sent like three pictures out. ever. One of them my wife took for me. Which one? I don't remember, but you did it that for That is me. the
5: perfect summary of your account.
0: Yep, I don't do shit, but if you want to follow it every now and then, something entertaining might pop up. John, what about you? Uh, I'm movie guy John on most social networks. Chewy?
1: Chewy9, all spelled out one word with an I-E on most social networks.
2: Chris? Tinder.
1: <laughs> There's nothing desperate about saying that. <laughs>
2: Please. But he didn't <laughs> please. Now please. It's please. <laughs> <laughs> He said it was. I was right. always right. about. I was almost about to do. Th- right. Give me a I was swipe. almost about to do the uh, speech for community. Remember that? Please, please, oh. please. <laughs> sleep with me. I am so dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was. You can find him at Ortiz with a three Z's. He's
5: really
1: tired
0: of checking his own balls. <laughs> he said that with such confidence. I'm like, all right, Tinder, that works.
4: <laughs>
5: and then I just followed <laughs> up with,
2: please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please.
5: <laughs> you can't see it, but there's tears. <laughs> He just no. said
4: his own version of Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's Matt. my new catchphrase, everybody.
4: <laughs> Matt, um, so you can find me. My personal accounts on Twitter are Flannel is Comfy and on Instagram, it is Flannel Shirts in Summer. And then my podcast, but that's just my opinion, is BTJMO Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. Please follow me, listen, subscribe, uh, and let me know what you think. Uh, and thank you guys very much for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. Um, All right, so the answer to the question, who do you want in the next Deadpool movie? I can go first. I want Beast. They made the joke about him shitting on his lawn, and I just love the idea of Beast having to riff with Deadpool and just being annoyed out of his mind. John? Mm -hmm. Uh, Nightcrawler. Okay.
1: I'm not going to argue with Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler is sexy as fuck as well. Um (laughs) Ick. jubilee just because i want to see a real uh, oh. jubilee <laughs> i don't care what anyone else thinks jubilee can be a really fun character yes she makes pretty colors but honestly if you get blasted with fireworks that'll fucking hurt and we all we get is look asian girl in yellow jacket that's not jubilee make her actually be jubilee for once
0: how do you really feel oh even smashed frustrated that was a i mic feel drop moment. frustrated <laughs> chris
2: um, I'm actually going to go with a non X Men superhero character. Um, I want Rocket Raccoon in the next uh, oh, Deadpool Oh shit, movie. that'd yeah. be
0: good. That'd be good. I was I was debating. I was actually between the one I said, Rocket Raccoon and Spider Man.
2: Or like a Rocket Raccoon with the Hulk, like just like him perched on his shoulder, and you just see Rocket Raccoon being like, "What the fuck, <laughs> Matt?" I was going
4: to say Beast as well. I thought okay. I would specifically say like Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Yeah, absolutely, because that was just absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just th- like just having a scientist like. Just kinda quirky scientist trying to go up against like a super crazy dude would be hilarious. But since you said that, I'll have to go with uh Captain America. Okay. Because yeah. of his Deadpool's love for Captain America. Yep. It's so fun. He's a fanboy for Captain America. And to watch him just an entire movie just Chris <laughs> Evan, like, just imagine Chris Evans trying to be like, All right, let's go and he's just like, Okay, Cap with like hearts <laughs> coming out of his eyes. And- have, have
2: you read the um have you read the storyline where him, Captain America, and Wolverine team up because um, they figure out all the stuff and dead in like Deadpool? No, I haven't. It's re. I mean, it's really good because also because here's the weird thing: it gets actually very serious after a couple of issues where like dead like you find out that Captain America and Wolverine are actually genuinely worried about Deadpool because. They basically find out that you know how the both of them went through Winter Soldier program, like yeah. or like um, Super Soldier programs. He had it like fifty times worse than them, and it's only then that they kind of realize it, and they're just kind of like, "Oh my god, this poor, poor man!" Like, and it's not played for laughs at all in the comic book. Like, there's old never reading this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright
0: so check that out uh, Thank you again To everybody for coming out And we're gonna say A big goodbye To Machanga
2: please, go. please Please oh, Please swipe Right on Somebody Go look at you
3: Come on gonna fuck We gonna fall We gonna let it Pop Don't let it go X gonna give it to you. Right he gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you.